Notice I'm in my office again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I got nice. new glasses. I, so. I was going to ask. I saw that you had glasses on. Yeah. So you, are they Warby Parker? Yep. I tried on. I ordered two different boxes of phones to try on. And I, then on the second one, I found these. I mean, I had to take them to get them fitted because of my tiny head. I don't know. I was like, I was at a Success Vision Express, like, waiting for them to fit them for me. And I, like, I start looking at glasses, and I try on these purple frames. I'm like, these are so cute. And I'm like, they're kids' glasses. Yeah. Hey, that's fine. They match your shirt, so that's good. Yeah. Well, you know purple is my favorite color, so when I wear purple, (laughs) they look purple. When I wear blue, they look blue. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so let's start. Should we start with some? Um, I, I really only had a little bit of follow up. And actually, yeah, let's start with the follow up, which was I've been reading a lot of reviews of the iPhone 12, which obviously was announced last week and they will be delivered in the next couple of days. I have not personally seen one yet, although the weird thing is I do have two cases for it here. And one thing that's particularly interesting to me is that the iPhone 12 Pro is just a little bit bigger than the iPhone 11 Pro. The display is 0.3 inches larger. But when I I can put the case on my iPhone 11 Pro and everything lines up. So like they they made everything exactly perfect. It's just a tiny bit taller, but it's not any wider, which is really kind of nice because you get a larger screen without having to reach farther with your thumb. Yeah. Um, It's like when they removed the home button. Right. And everything just to give you more real estate. They're just trying to get rid of everything they can. So the interesting thing I realized midway through last week, actually, no, I'm sorry. It was Monday and I sent out a text about it, was obviously lots of people are ordering iPhone 12s in a lot in the first day pre-orders, according to analysts, because Apple doesn't release these figures, was like almost three times greater, two and a half times greater than last year's iPhone 11 launch. But that overall, they expect it to be less because Apple is now selling the iPhone 11 for like $5.99, I think it was. So my my thought I had was, is the iPhone 12 really worth it? What what is it what is it worth to actually upgrade? Because 5G doesn't matter, and you're still using what the the 10R, 10X. So just the 10. Yeah. The original 10. Okay. So in, in your case, it probably would be worth it because no matter what you get, the camera, the camera technology with the series 11 was a huge upgrade, but I was curious, are you like, where are you at in the upgrade cycle? Right. I mean, I think I mentioned this before is that to me, if I, if I was going to go, you know, go to the store, get an upgrade, I know you can do it all online. I'm going to go for the newest one because I'm not going to buy the phone outright. I'm going to fold that into my plan. Uh, So that being said, about six months ago or so, we paid off our, probably more time flies, but we paid off what we owed on our our 10s. So our phone bill went down by like 80 bucks and everything's working really well so far. Right now, I'm not running out of storage. I'm not having problems. So I kind of want to just save that 80 bucks for, you know, a few more months. (laughs) <laughs> just because and then maybe I will go ahead and buy one outright rather than folding it into the plan so but that so to answer your question really in the upgrade process I'm definitely not going to go get an 11 I'm going to go hard or go home and get a 12 I'm not going to go as hard as you and get the like the 12 pro max plus but I'm not I'll, getting a 12 pro max plus <laughs> whatever I know is how horrible <laughs> that the names are but I'm not going to go for the the big one I'll probably go either I want to play with them. That's why I like to go to the store. I want to play with the mini. I want to play with the regular one. I still don't have all their names memorized. And I want to play with the one up from that. That's a little bit better. Um, not the... The Pro. So there's the iPhone 12. That's the 12, just the standard. The Mac. Which is, which is, just to be clear, in my article last week, the one that I recommend for most people is right. just the iPhone 12. Then 
the iPhone 12 mini if you want something smaller. The iPhone 12 Pro, which is the one that I'll have coming. And then the iPhone 12 Pro Max, which is the giant one. Yes, okay. Now, I'll look at the, the Pro and I'll look at the regular, the 12 Pro. I'll look at the mini. I'm intrigued by the mini because I, I like things to be smaller. My purse has enough stuff in it already. I like it if it can fit in my pocket. And women's pockets are traditionally smaller than men's. Uh, so I just want to go and play with them whenever we decide to go get one. Well, and the mini is really interesting because it has all of the features, all of the features of the 12. Everything is the same, except for you'll probably get a little bit less battery life because it's obviously not going to have as much battery in the phone. But you get the same cameras. You just get it in a smaller factor. And I think there's probably a lot of people who are in a similar situation where I'll just take the one that is smaller. I'm tired of, you know, this these giant phones just give me something that works right well that was a big thing for me when i got a 6s plus was that i really wanted the bigger screen and i think it was just a novel idea to me to have that that bigger screen and i liked that but now i'm like do i really need that much screen space on my phone i'm on a screen all day uh, so yeah that and that just goes back to why i want to go mess and play with them and i don't struggle with battery life on my 10 so on a 12 mini i doubt i would too so now the other interesting thing is your and your kids are a little bit older, meaning they're not. Yeah, they have a better phone than I do. They have ten R's. Well, that's not what I was. <laughs> that's not where I was going. What I meant was that they aren't like learning to walk, so recording videos and stuff is probably not as big of a thing. But there was an interesting thought, which was, you'll ne. I heard this today that you'll never regret having the best possible camera later in life, meaning the pictures you take today in 10 years, you'll never regret having spent more on a camera that make those pictures look good in 10 years, right? Having the, and for right. most people, their phone is by far the best camera that they'll probably ever own. And even if they, like I have nicer cameras, I have one actually, ironically sitting right here. I did not plan that, but if I don't carry that around, right? yeah. I, I mean, I might take it to a soccer game once a season, Remember but when my, we all remember when we all we all used disposable cameras? You know, you had to click them and then you just dropped off the little camera. Which is weird because they weren't really disposable because it's not like you threw them. If you threw them away, you'd never see the pictures. But I get what you mean, like the single use cameras. But when I was at my daughter's cross country meet, I was recording 4K video that will look good on any TV that we ever own for the rest of our lives. You know what I mean? And so. So I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see what people really do decide that they want if they upgrade, if 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 it makes sense. And I think I think for a lot of people, they're holding on to their phones a lot longer. So who knows? There may be a ton of people looking. Right. Back. I'd be interested, and in, I don't know if we want to parlay into a discussion about this about the differences in the cameras and the different twelves. Uh, like the mini and the twelve are probably the same camera, right? Yep, that's true. And then the other two have more advanced cameras. Yes. So the 12 Pro has an additional camera. It has a it has a telephoto, so they call it the 2X. And it it basically that means that instead of having to zoom in right with you you know pinching and zooming digitally, it actually has a better focal length. And and that's great. It's a great camera. It does a lot of great things. I think that if you if you had to pick one, I actually like the ultra wide camera better. And I don't think that the 10 has, does yours still have only one camera on the back or does it have two? One. Well, when, tell me. One. Yeah. You only have one. So, okay. So you would actually notice a huge difference because being able to, you have a 0.5 ultra wide, you have the wide, which is the normal one. And then you have a, a telephoto. So that's the 12 pro. The 12 pro max actually has, a different telephoto. So not only does the 12 pro have better cameras than the 12, the 12 pro max actually has better cameras than the 12. I can't handle a phone that's that big. So that's kind of a non-starter for me, but it is very intriguing that if you really want the very, 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 very best camera stuff you can get on an iPhone, the 12 pro max will do that for you. Cool. No, that's super helpful information. I, I do take a lot of pictures and I actually think it would be more, and I have some other thoughts about Gen Z later, maybe. That's our kid's generation, right? Z? Gen Z? I don't even... 
Are they Gen Z? I don't. Somebody will have to let us. Know. I think I'm. Uh, I'm on the cusp of X and Y, so they must be Z. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Um, but I think that would be really a big deal to Gen Z because they're documenting their lives nonstop on things like TikTok or whatever they're doing with videos. So I'm really interested to see how that might play out. I think that's a feature that's really targeted towards Gen Z, like kids that are just coming of age and for like photographers and for people with young kids that want to take, you know, the pictures of their first steps or whatever. Right. So speaking of video on a phone, mm-hmm. I know where you, you're going. <laughs> you weren't, we're, I know that it's a sad day because if you were subscribed to Quibi, the news, this is, we're recording this on Wednesday, the news broke that Quibi is shutting down. So Jess, were you, did you, were you one of the very few people who were paying to subscribe to Quibi? Absolutely not. In fact, I, I barely recognized the name and now I understand, as you texted me about it, I said, I barely under, well, I was looking at our show notes, but I barely recognized it. And that's just because it had such a short shelf life. And as I was reading about it, the, that Verge article you sent me, I was like, I get where they were going with it being mobile focused. And that being a big thing for Gen Z as well, I'll walk into my kids' rooms and they're watching something on their phone when they have flat screen TVs in their room. I'm like, well, why would you watch it on there? But they're just so accustomed to doing everything on their phones. So what's the story behind that? Why did, why did they fail, do you, in your opinion? Or like, was it just was it not valuable enough service or is there just too much free content out there? Yeah, so I have a theory. I have a couple of theories. First, backstory. Uh, so they've launched Quibi back in January well they sort of announced it at CES I was I was there when Meg Whitman and Jeffrey Katzenberg announced it and I had an opportunity to talk to several of the people that built it while I was there and the interesting thing is it's a it's a very unique and on the surface seems like a very interesting idea the idea was that they were going to be very short less than 10 minute episodes of these shows they're going to create these shows they're going to be less than 10 minutes so that was the first thing and the idea of there was they'd be stuff you'd watch on the go okay so there's the first problem nobody's on the go none of of us are going (laughs) anywhere right now so there's that but i don't think that the problem was just the pandemic i'm actually working on a piece right now for tomorrow thursday meaning the day that this comes out explaining that I don't I don't think you can blame its failure on the pandemic. So I'll explain that in just a minute. The second piece of what made Quibi unique is that it was designed so that every show on there was available in either orientation. Okay. Okay. And they were different streams based on how you're holding your phone. So normally YouTube videos Netflix, everything is widescreen, right? And if you turn your phone and you can watch YouTube this way, but it's just, a, you know, meaning in portrait or, you know, horizontal or vertically, but it just shows you a little video mm-hmm. up at a the small, top. And small then you part can, of yeah, it. a small video, right? Quibi's idea was if you're holding your phone horizontally in landscape, you'd see one video. But if you flipped it into portrait mode, not portrait mode, but, you know, vertically, either the person who created that show could show you a specific like a zoomed in version of it so, but that still be full screen or in some cases it would be a completely different so there was one example they showed where if you're watching your with your phone it was a girl in her house alone and somebody kept ringing the doorbell and it's like a scary show so if you're holding it um you know horizontally the way you would normally watch video you would see like her sitting in the room watching the thing. But if you flipped your phone and were holding it vertically, you'd see what her ring doorbell or whatever it was, was seeing outside. Right. So you could go back and forth between these two. That sounds like a nightmare to produce. (laughs) Well, that might be true, but the weird, well, the weird thing is there were an insane amount of high profile talent. LeBron James had a show Anna Kendrick had a show. All these people had shows. um, But, when there was a there was a story that when the free trials expired they went from like a million subscribers 
to less than a hundred thousand. They lost like 90% of all of their subscribers. And, and I think it's because while we might watch shows in a short bursts sometimes on the go, we still, we still, that's, that's, that isn't the way that we like prefer to get stories. You know, we, we, right. We still want to engage with stuff. And I think you're right. If I just need something quick to watch, there's a lot of content out there that's not very long. Right. I'm just going to go on Instagram and look at all my friends' stories and then, well, I've got enough content or I can watch a YouTube video. Like my kids are huge on YouTube. You can watch TikToks. You can get a recipe on TikTok. It's all free. Uh, I think, but what's interesting to me is that like they had some great content, like you're talking about LeBron James and Anna Kendrick, but they weren't able to get anyone to pick it up after they'd folded. Well, and I don't know if it's entirely fair to say that they had great content and I'm not knocking any of those people that were involved. They had high profile content. Right. right? Okay. They had a lot of big names attached, but I think that if you ask the people who were watching Quibi, there was not very many of them. You could probably call them all in a week. No. If you talk to the, like, I don't think anybody would say it was great. It's not, right. it's not Ted Lasso on Apple TV, which by the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should be watching Ted Lasso on Apple TV. It's, it's the best thing on streaming services right now. Um, That's a bold statement, Jason. Like You listen. I might do that tonight. I have free evening. I've got no kids. I've got no spouse home. I'm just my Ted. I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. It's only ten episodes for the first season. I my wife and I started watching it. I don't know two weeks ago. The pilot episode. I'm glad we watched the 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 second episode because I don't know if we were sold after the pilot episode, but it did not take long after that. But anyway, we won't belabor that too much. But the point is, there's a lot of great content on streaming. Netflix has a ton of great content. Disney Plus has The Mandalorian coming back in like a week for its second season, which was a huge smash success. Could Obviously, this is a fair question, but I don't know anybody that can name a single show on Quibi. Mm. Right. I've never watched anything on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I have Quibi on my phone, um, and I've literally never watched anything on it. So I think that part, you know, Quibi, the 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 co CEOs or whatever Jeffrey Katzenberg you know, you know used to run Disney pretty well respected in Hollywood uh, Meg Whitman used to run among other things eBay HP clearly has the technical chops but I think just because you line up and they raised a ton of money like almost two billion dollars right just because you line up money just because you have high profile t- talent and leadership I think there's an interesting point to be made that if the the thing you're making nobody cares about it doesn't matter how much money or how profile it is. It, it's still not going to, I mean, it's still yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think there was like some good things about the idea. Like if you're riding on the subway or kids on the school bus, whatever, I'm kind of, it goes against my philosophy of you don't need to be on the screen all the time. I had a long conversation with my son about this last week, but just be, I think then this could be a whole podcast about startups if we wanted to do uh, do that sometime but they have to like take that failure gracefully because there were some good ideas and some good talent and they were able to raise enough money to make other people think it was a good idea so I'm I'm curious to see what you know what they do next because obviously it, it wasn't complete garbage <laughs> <laughs> right and in fairness there is at least something to be said for the fact that if you build a service that's based on something people will consume when they're on the go and then everyone is forced to stay at home for six months. Right. You probably don't, you didn't have, you didn't really get a fair shake, but I'm not, I, I just don't, the, the piece I'm working on is I'm not totally convinced that that's the reason why I think the reason is that they weren't sure what they wanted to be when they grew up. And even when <laughs> they started, even when they started to figure it out, everybody else was like, yeah, we're good. We've got, you know, in our house, we have Netflix, we have Hulu, we have Disney Plus. We have HBO Max, which is its own mess. We'll leave that alone. But I mean, what do we need Quibi for? Like, right. We don't, first of all, we don't go anywhere, and second of all, like, well, we have we have Netflix and Hulu, and I'm a big fan. If we're like taking a road trip, say we're going to visit my parents, which, which is a six hour drive, I'll go and I'll download not every Netflix um, 
series will let you do this, but I'll download a bunch of stuff I want to watch in the car because I never drive. I nap or I watch TV or I read a book. I'm very lucky that I have a significant other that will do the whole drive. But you don't need Quippy to do that. You can download stuff. It's not like I have to stream the whole time. I just have to be prepared. And I still, um, you know, Quibi will come out with something else. They'll make something new. I still know what I, I want to be when I grow up, so they can have that too. <laughs> right. Well, and who knows? I mean, it it, it was an interesting – I will say it was an interesting idea. It, it it At this point, it appears that not enough people thought it was an interesting idea to pay for it, right? And that's, an, it, that's actually a worthwhile point to make. There are many things that we'd be happy with when it's free. Yeah, I wonder how they would have fared if they had – I wonder if they how they would have fared if they had a freemium version. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. So, all right. So I want to switch gears a little bit because we actually had like real things to talk. Yeah, for <laughs> something for something I didn't even really know about, we actually talked about it for quite a bit. I would agree. So I think well, I like to. I think it makes it nice to to talk about some of the things that are actually happening out in the world as opposed to just insider little places. But. Um, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately is, and, and I I think it'd be kind of interesting to talk about, and I think that for our listeners, it would be something that would be interesting to sort of have some context, because you and I have both worked remotely for quite a while, which means that we are responsible for creating our own schedule and how we kind of plan our days. So I thought, let's talk a little bit about how we do that how, so how do you how do you manage your time and block your days like literally what do you do first thing when you get up when is that what do you do next yeah well as my uh, you being my former boss I do not wish to disclose what time I get up <laughs> but... there's no this is a judgment-free zone and I am not your boss yeah it, it's whenever hey did I ever ha- did I ever have any production problems no. And I mean, as long as, I mean, but that's probably why we always met at, you know, in the afternoon. <laughs> <o'clock or> something. <laughs> that's, I'm just that's not fine. a morning person. I can't force myself into it. I think um, our cat, like when he got sick, he was trying to force us into being morning people and it wasn't happening. And, you know, Marcus works from 10 to 3 now. And so sometimes, like, we'll work at different parts of the house and I'll try to make it so we're not overlapping all the time. So I've ended up working a little bit later some days because I don't want to work in the same room all the time uh, or I don't want to work at the same time. I don't know. But anyway, whatever time I do get up, the first thing I do is I'm very, is I'm thirsty. <laughs> so I either get a soda or a coffee and I sit down on my desk and I check all my Slack messages. I, uh, it's funny about the text we sent, uh, texting me earlier. Uh, I'd check my email if I have time. I work for an organization that is so Slack based. We don't use email hardly at all so I have found that checking my personal email has suffered because I don't check my business email that much usually I would kind of just do them at the same time so I get through all my slack messages I see if there's anything important that needs to be addressed right away if someone needs something from me and I like to start out I'm more creative later in the day so I'd like to start out with admin work whether that's working on some spreadsheets putting some data somewhere or um, checking my emails I don't want to get into like the bulk of like maybe writing an article or doing something more creative early. And then, uh, so once I get on done with all that, I'll hop into whatever article I'm working on and I'll work on that for an hour of so, an hour or so, depending on when my meetings are that day. I have some meeting free days and some days I have lots of meetings. So I will kind of chunk out time for writing in between those. Tuesdays are my golden days because I have usually have no meetings. And so that's like all of the time for writing. But I'll write for an hour or so, and then, unlike most people who will take a shower at, in the morning when they get up, I will take a, sh- a shower break. <laughs> so, and that actually helps me, like, rejuvenate, you know, how some people say you get your best ideas when you're in the shower. Actually, fun fact, I don't take showers. I always take baths. Weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'll be 36 next week, and I take baths still, but... <laughs> Um, but then I like I'll put myself together and then I'm like it's almost like a new day for me I feel like I'm re- I'm re-energized and ready to start working on either it's something new or jump back into where I was um, then I'll write more and then I'll um, start it uh, write more whatever other meetings I have and then I'll start a task list for the next day things that I want to accomplish um, 
Yours is probably a lot different than mine, so I'm curious uh, what your your schedule looks like. Do you shower first thing in the morning, or do you, or do you wait for a shower break, <laughs> or do you take so, baths too? I do not take baths. Let's just clear that up real quick. Um, we have a jacuzzi in our in our master bathroom, and I've never once used it. But uh, our kids like to take jet baths. That's that's like they love that. But um, so I get up every day. Well, almost every day at right around five o'clock there's a couple of exceptions i know well i get up at five o'clock but the reason i get up at five o'clock mostly is that i have four children who get up between 7 20 and 8 o'clock okay so by 7 20 7 30 i may not get back to work for an hour and a half okay so i in that morning uninterrupted time is usually when i write Luckily for you, you didn't have to deal with me during that time when you weren't available because I was not awake yet. <laughs> Nobody. Well, that's not true. There were a couple of people at that company who would be awake at that time. But I try to not check. I don't have to check Slack, although I do still use Slack for a couple of things. But I don't I try not to check that. I will look at my email, but I don't deal with my email at that point. My goal at that point is to write because in, in usually in an hour and a half to two hours, I can crank out at least one, sometimes more than that, articles that I've been working on. So that's what I deal with first thing in the morning. Then I'll get the kids up. I will, we do breakfast, we do all that kind of stuff. And then I'll get back to work depending on the day and depending on whether my wife Beth is home or not, anywhere between 8.30 and 9 o'clock. Now, assuming she's here because my day looks very different, and I'll explain that in a minute when she's not home. When she, She's a nurse, so she works three days a week. I'll come back down to my office, and I'll start to work on more, like you described, some of the admin things, start putting together my ideas, looking at the news, because I write a lot of stories that are based on what's happening in the world, so I'll start looking at that. I have a research assistant that I'll send things to and say, I need to know more about this because I'm going to write about it, whatever. Um, I usually... At sometime around there, often before I go back to work, we'll take my shower. However, my rule is I have to just take a shower before I have to be on Zoom for the first time. So there are days if I'm in a groove, I don't interrupt myself. If, if no one else is going to see me and I'm not even going to be around my family, I'm fine. I'll wait. I might take a shower as long as I've showered before the first time someone has to see me on Zoom. I feel like that's a win. Um, I feel you know what? That I've. I do not care about that. What I'll do, I I kind of make myself somewhat presentable so I'm not like bedhead or whatever and that's it. I don't I'm I used to care more, but we're on Zoom so much now. I'm beyond the place of caring what I look like on Zoom to an extent. <laughs> Fair point. Sometimes the people that I'm, you know, having a Zoom meeting with might be a briefing with a company that I'm like, I probably should look somewhat presentable because yeah. they might not invite me back. <laughs> and I really <laughs> want to. So that would be a problem. But yeah. So then in the afternoons is my worst possible working time. So that's when I try to schedule meetings. That's when I, tr you know, if I have to work, you know, record a podcast, if I have to interview somebody, if I'm getting, uh, any kind of a meeting that I might have, I try to schedule those in the afternoon because I can't really think. And I don't right. really have to think for most meetings. I just have to be there and ask questions or talk or whatever. And even recording a podcast doesn't require like deep thought work. And so I try to do those things all in the afternoon. And then in the evening, that block of time is when I plan out my next day. I've, I've gotten any research back from my research assistant about a topic that I'm going to write about. So I have all that stuff together. I go through it. And I, that way, when I wake up, I know this is the thing I'm going to write about. Right. If that, that makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> um, on the days that Beth works, it's a little bit different because we have a we have what we call the classroom. It used to be a bedroom. It's now we have two desks and a table where the boys work. And I generally can only do things that don't require deep thought because I'm constantly having to make sure kids are on Zoom and that kind of stuff. So I still do my writing in the morning. And then I'll maybe I'll get an opportunity to write for a half an hour while everybody's settled. And that's great. I just jump into that. But in order to do that, I have to know what I'm going to be working on. Right. So I still have to go through that same process and have all that stuff. But it's also when I can filter through, hey, here's 150 emails that people have sent me with 
story pitches. Are any of them any good? Now is a good time for me to go through and think about those types of things. Or let me email some people so we can try to figure out who we're going to have as a guest on the podcast. Those types of things are the kind of stuff that I save and just do because they don't require deep thought. It's more just like tasks. Yeah, you can do it while you're multitasking. Like My kids are home on Fridays now, so I try to save most of my deep, like not have any deep stuff to do. Well, you can't avoid all of it because as writers, it sounds like you've like hit the perfect spot there. That's what with getting up so early because in a quiet, serene home when your kids are still sleeping, you can actually, it's amazing how much content or how much you can write in two hours without any disruptions at all. It always blows my mind. <laughs> and especially if you've already decided, like you know, what you're going to write about and you've already done the research ahead of time. Then you can just sit down because, you know, I may only get two hours today. Right. <laughs> I have to get this thing. To, and the interesting thing is a lot of times I will write a piece. Like this morning I got up and I wrote a piece and it won't publish until tomorrow. I'll it was, It's been scheduled for tomorrow morning for various reasons. But even though like I can't allow myself to think I can get to that later. It's not even going to go live until tomorrow. Now, this this might be the only like today was a great example because. I had to go to the post office and I had to go to the UPS place and I had an interview earlier today, which we, you'll want to tune in Monday for because it was awesome. You're going to love it. So <laughs> the for me, though, I have to make sure that I have a plan. So even though I can get up in the morning and be like, ah, I'll just do this later, later may never happen. <laughs> Not when I have four children and sports and all these different things. So I have to be committed to that window of time that may be the only focus time I get in an entire day. So That's awesome. Um, I wanted to add a little bit to that because I think as we work from home, especially people who are not, well, at this point people are getting used to it, but they're, you know, they're acclimated to a, an office environment where they have different types of breaks, whether they're going to the break room to get lunch or talk to people or water cooler conversation. It's important to take some time away from your computer screen. Especially like you used to go to a meeting and you're sitting around a table with other people. Now that's a Zoom meeting and that's still screen time. So you've got to get yourself away from that computer because not only can it give you a headache, it can also lead to burnout, which is something right. um, I'm actually writing a little um, that I'm writing about. So like whatever it is, when you feel the need or you can even schedule them. Some people like to put them right on their calendars, like take a walk, you can do some stretching or play with a pet or talk to someone else at home or call a family member or a friend. Do, or, you know, if you want, since you're at home, do something productive. Get up and move your body. Put a load of laundry in. Empty the dishwasher, whatever. Do not sit at your computer for eight hours a day because you'll burn out so quickly because we're just, that's not what our bodies are meant to do and that's not what our minds are accustomed to either. Right. So, Obviously, avoiding like one of the things that can help us to, in addition to just being giving yourself permission to just stop, which I think is really important. But I want to talk for a little bit about how, you know, that's how you talked about your day, how it's sort of structured. I did the same. How do you organize the work that you're going to do? Like, how do you, what are some of the tools that you use? So, for example, I love. I mean, I'm a technology writer, so clearly I like technology. I love gadgets. I love apps. I love all those things. But for me, I still take notes on paper, right? I do too. Yeah, and I, I prefer to write things out. I still like to write out lists. Now, simply because I have found that I don't always have my notebook with me all the time, I do use, we've talked about before, the Things app for me to organize my list of things that I need to do. And that's sort of my quote Bible throughout the day because I can add things to it. I can subtract things from it, but I can always look at that and know this is the next thing <laughs> that I need to do. So when I have the time, I'm, I know I don't have to waste time trying to figure out what to do. It's there. It's on a right. list for me. Right. Um, I use paper too. Um, Actually, you can see on, I have got a couple of notebooks. These are funny. They have my face on them from a failed marketing campaign and my phone number from when I was a startup. And we ordered so many of them. 
that I, I like, these are literally from 2015. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. So I have some work notes. And then on this one, you can just see it says Ted Lasso. <laughs> but, nice. I mean, it didn't say Ted Lasso until she wrote it. By right. Yeah. I wrote, wrote it while you were talking about it. <laughs> okay. um, but another big thing for me, and it's so funny you said this because it just happened, is my watch. Because I'll turn everything off, everything, all my notifications off. I'll put my phone away. Um, and for my mom just called me. I have 15 text messages since we started recording. Well, according to my computer, 23. According to my watch, 15. And I don't care. <laughs> but, like, my mom just called and said, like, I just pressed denied, you know. They're coming to visit this weekend. She's calling me nonstop. <laughs> so, um, and I can just press decline rather than having to hear my phone ring. Or I'll use some, um, I used to use those things that, um, extensions, I can't say Chrome extension now because I'm still using Brave and really loving it. Um, that when they have extensions on Brave too, but it will limit the amount of time you can spend on certain websites such as social media or whatnot. So it forces you to focus on the things you need to focus on most. Um, and another big thing for me is like when I get going in the morning is crossing out all the tabs I don't need because I get to the end of a day and I've got you know, a gazillion tabs open. And in order to help my mind focus on what I need to do best, I want to clear out as many of those tabs that I don't need right now. Um, so the watch, paper, and I also like task management tools. I really, I used to use, I've used Asana a lot before, but I'm actually really starting to like Trello a lot. And I like, and I do like Basecamp a lot. I'm not using it right now, but I've used it in the past. Yeah, and obviously, Trello is where I also kind of manage the things that I'm writing and it's really good for that. And it's also really good when you have multiple people involved because you can have multiple people on a board and you can add people to cards and stuff. I do, I am, I'm currently at a point where I'm trying to figure out, okay, what is the best way so that I'm not looking at a spreadsheet and a Trello board and a, in things in a notebook, <laughs> you know, because it, we, and in my email, although there's very little chance of getting rid of email, but it is, it can be kind of cumbersome to have multiple places that you have to go. And I, you know, what would be ideal for me is that every time research was done on a card on Trello, that somehow things would just have a to do for me, right? Like then I wouldn't have to go to multiple places because as much as I like things conceptually and organizationally, it's a little bit too, I don't know the best word. Tactile is the only word I can think of, but like there's just a lot happening there. It's not as simple, right? You have a background, which is nice, but like it's distracting to me. And, and the cards are, there's so much there's so much buffer happening, Marge. I don't know the best way to describe it. Whereas things is literally just words on a white app. Does right. Yeah. It's very uber simplified. It's I bet, minimalistic. Yeah. I bet you could create a zap with Zapier and like connect them somehow or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Cause when I look at my Trello board, sometimes I just am like, I quit <laughs> because there's, there's just so many things on there and there's, I mean, and it's good, but it doesn't, nothing about my Trello board says do this right, right now. And right now I have like three different Trello boards I have to use just for my primary right. job. And it it does get a bit cumbersome. And sometimes it feels like we're putting too many things in too many places. And after we had like a, you know, we had a company reorganization and we just had to uh, go through like this big Trello purge. Because there were, like, I kept getting redirected to all these boards that didn't even have any any meaning anymore. And it would keep sending me to them. And it was really frustrating. But that's gotten better. And uh, I can really appreciate the simplicity of something like Things. Because it's a lot like this. Your your paper app. But you can take it anywhere without having to put your note your notepad in your, you know, what Marcus calls his, is his man bag. Which is a messenger bag he asked my parents for Christmas last year <laughs> or your purse or, you know, have it right on physically. It's right there on whatever device you're carrying on, you know. And the most, I, I realized this, I don't remember when, um, what we had, I interviewed Sean Blanc 
right for a couple of weeks ago who was from the suite setup you should go back and listen to that episode but one of the things i re- realized is and i love this is that with things i can literally just start i can like call jess and it'll like i can write it with my apple pencil on the screen and it will add it as a th- so i can like have the best the best of both worlds it like transcribes my type into a thing right on my uh, on my ipad so maybe i should try to do that more often does that work still... okay i'm sorry uh, does that work with any stylus or do you have to have the apple pencil? it has to be the apple pencil is the only of course well, close, close source let me let me let me take that back there are a lot of stylus e devices that do work with ipads so i don't want to say that only the apple pencil works because i don't honestly know because we have like this weird little nubby thing that our first grader uses on 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 an ipad air because he that way when he has to write numbers it's kind of hard for him with his finger to write a giant you know enough he's a first grader he doesn't have great penmanship anyway so he uses this little thing to do that i don't know if that would would work or not but the apple pencil is amazing i wouldn't i'm not sure i would even want to want to try but anyway so i i definitely think that there's got to be a better i'm the probably going to spend some time in the next week or two and i'll be happy to like share what i come up with to maybe streamline my own systems a little bit because what i want is to not spend any time managing the system and just use it right i don't like I did, you know, and even on this was true uh, when we were working together. I'm I'm big on Trello of, about creating automations, you know, and I do that still. When I when I put the stuff on a Trello card, I just click a button that says assign to research, and it moves it to the right column, and adds the right person, and adds the right due date, and notifies the right people, and does all these things because I don't want to like do all of those things. Yeah, we don't do but, that so much anymore. <laughs> so, well. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm just I'm 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 definitely in the in the at a point where that's going to be kind of my own personal next project. So anybody who's listening, if you have suggestions, I'm totally open to work, whatever works for you. And the, so I, I think I alluded to this, but I recorded a interview that we'll put out on Monday with, um, I'll call them an entrepreneurial power couple, but you have (laughs) to listen to the, uh, episode on Monday to really understand, but there's some, that's what's really got me thinking about it is my conversation with them because they are very good at that. They have some great systems in place and it's, it's really gotten me thinking. Cool. And yeah, as we want to, I think part of this whole podcast is crowdsourcing from people, what works Absolutely. best for them. So, you know, Jason does a great job of linking our, our Twitter uh, profiles on there or handles, you know, I'm really trying hard to be better at, at tweeting, <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, send us a shout out and tell us what you use because we don't have all the answers. We're just here to talk about it and figure out what works best for each person. Yes. And I don't even think I've, t- I don't even think I've told Jess this yet, but we do have an email address. Oh, we do? Which is podcast at 29steps.fm. Do I have so access? Send us your thoughts. <laughs> uh, not yet because I haven't even like finished. I'm, I think I've set it up and that's literally the only thing. And we do technically now also have a Twitter account for the uh, podcast, which is twenty at 29 Steps Podcast. How, however, the funny thing is I literally just went to it because I couldn't remember for sure what it was. And it says, caution, this account is temporarily restricted, which is probably because no one's ever tweeted from it. And I probably haven't even verified it. But you so don't don't tweet us at that. But you can our uh, I'll make sure our Twitter information is in the show notes as well. But you can send us your thoughts because I would I really would if you've figured out a really good system for this. I would love to hear uh, what's working for you because I think the imp- important thing is like you you want to have a system that works for you so that you can just work right right. And I'm, as, as as technology evolves, that's a constant dynamic process. It's not something that stays the same all the time, and uh, that. We've talked about this before, but that can lead to this kind of analysis paralysis while you're trying to figure out all the best things that work for you. And then all of a sudden the day has gone by and you haven't really accomplished anything besides researching different things that you want to use. So unless you're writing an article about that, which you may, may very well, <laughs> don't you miss buyer's guides? <laughs> I don't. I don't miss buyer's guides. In fact, so <laughs> funny story, I, uh, I, I texted a, a mutual friend of ours because 
I so I did write a buyer's guide last week on Friday about which iPhone 12 ish, you know, which one of those four phones should you actually buy? Because in my opinion, there really was only one that I recommend for most people, the iPhone 12. That was what we talked about. Ironically, that isn't the one that I have coming. That's a different story. But I think for most people, that's the best value. That's the best device that people should order. Although I would recommend upgrading to the 128 gig version from the 64. But anyway, so I wrote this buyer's guide and I did text uh, a mutual acquaintance of ours. I bet I can guess who it is. And I'm like, it's been a while (laughs) since this is, since I've done this, but it felt very weird to write about. But the difference is, and this is actually a good question that I wanted to ask you. So at one point, you know, writing that type of an article, mine was not 5,000 words, but writing that type of article, you know, when you're writing one article over the course of a week and it's 2,500 words or 3,000 words or whatever it might be, you have to figure out like how to pace yourself and how to do that. Now I write an article every day and publish it. So it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more manageable and I don't really have a whole lot of time, but I'm curious, do you set for yourself a goal of, I need to write for an hour or I need to write 500 words? So you write two long form pieces a week. I write roughly seven to eight shorter pieces a week. We probably end up writing close to the same amount of words, which is not the best measurement for productivity, but it is like, that's what we do. We're writers. And it's probably, if you're listening to this and you're not a writer, you're like, okay, that's really nice. You guys have been talking about writing for the last 15 minutes. But I think there is something that's transferable there. It doesn't matter what it is that you work on. If you think about an article as a project, right, we have to set a deadline for our project. We have to devote a certain amount of time to it. Um, You know, probably you and I end up writing roughly the same amount of stuff in a given day. It's just that, you know, mine are broken into slightly different chunks. And I think that that's probably a good tip for people who are listening to this, that the thing that you have to accomplish, whether it's today or this week or this month, figure out what are the, you know, work yourself backwards and go, I have to have this done by this date, which means I need to do these things to get there. And today I have this amount of time. This is what I need to accomplish. And I'm not a big fan of creating arbitrary goals, but I will say this, Knowing that in two hours in the morning, I have to have an article ready to go is a pretty strong motivator to have an article done. After It'll light hours. a fire under you. You got to reach, you have to reach that goal. And, right. and, and in a writing, remote world, you don't have someone hovering over your shoulder being like, oh, you're going to have those PPS reports ready for me. <laughs> All they're going to do is four days later be like, weren't you going to have this to me two days ago? And right. then you're wondering, by then it's too late because you're having to explain why you didn't do the thing that you either said you were going to do or that somebody was expecting you to do. And so I think that, I think that that's important for if you take nothing else away from this, you know, conversation is that whatever it is that you have to accomplish, don't necessarily measure it by some arbitrary standard, but go, okay, here's what I have to accomplish. So these are the tasks that I'm going to need to do. And here's when I have to have them done, you know, cause for, so example for me, if I'm going to publish an article in the morning, tomorrow morning I have to have it done by a certain time so that I can send it to an editor so it can be reviewed so that we can schedule like there are just there's steps in the process my publishing cadence is a little bit quicker than what I can re- remember from where you work but there are still but there are still steps in the process is <laughs> yeah. all I'm trying to say yeah a lot of mine like you know you doing some of the things well probably I don't want to assume like I have to you know work with our graphic designer to create all of the images that need to go in there and make sure that they're in t- they're there in time for the cadence and create briefs for graphics and you know have my my research assistant do stuff all and it all has to work in tandem it's like trying to sell a house and buy a house at the same time so it's all ready for publication when the time is when the time is near yeah so that seems like a good place to wrap it up i don't know if it's actually wrapped but we will (laughs) wrap it up and i will definitely encourage you listener to um, make set yourself a reminder whether that's on paper well you can't set a reminder on paper whether it's to write a note on a piece of paper to watch Ted Lasso that's not even what I was going to say but you should do that I did to it. listen and yeah there you go <laughs> but to make yourself a reminder to um, listen on Monday to the interview that's coming out by the way the easiest way to do that if you're listening to this and you have not already subscribed is just hit that subscribe button because then your podcast player of choice will tell you Hey, this amazing interview is now available. So please do that because you uh, you you will not want to miss that. And um, 
And then Jess and I will be back next week. And I will by then have had some time to review the iPhone 12. So if you still haven't heard enough about it, we, we can talk about those amazing photos that will come from it. So. And I'm not above a shameless plug either. It's just so easy to hit subscribe because in the millions of things that we need to do per day, um, just having that reminder because you know you want to listen. Yeah, <laughs> and, by the, <laughs> and by the way, listen, in all seriousness, please subscribe. But if you're listening to this and you found it helpful or you enjoy it, would you please go ahead and take the four seconds that it takes to leave a review? Why do I ask that? Because that's one of the ways that Apple uses to surface content for other people who might be interested is based on the reviews. So far, the last time I checked, which was not today, but we have a perfect five-star rating. So please you know, do us a favor and don't spoil that. My guess is if you've listened this far into this episode, hopefully you've enjoyed it. But if not, I'm sincerely sorry that you listened for an hour and hated it. But well, that, that's on them for listening that long. Well, that's, they don't even that's like true. It. That's and true. Also, in addition I, to that, share it with someone else you think you might like it. That might like it. Sorry. Absolutely. I, I shared it with someone that I, I was in the line for the vet uh, a couple weeks ago. And I ended up talking to this gentleman just through our windows because we were waiting on our pets. And he was asking what I did. And I started explaining I was a writer and I have a podcast and I'm into technology. And I was like, well, check out 29 Steps. And he's like, you know what? I, I will. What's it called again? And I there keep writing go. it down. <laughs> Very good. So tell a friend. Don't, hopefully you won't have to do it with that. But, you know, practice social distancing, wear a mask, but tell them about the podcast. And we will talk to you again next week.